Stassi, how are you? <laughs> so good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. This is going to be a mini episode because it's a heavy topic and I'm excited for us to like not dilly dally, but like really dig into like the bullshit that we do to ourselves, basically. Yeah. It's Crystal. <laughs> oh, Stacy. And this is the Itty Bitty Belly Itty Committee Podcast. I'm going to come out like straight from the gate and I'm going to share this that I found on Google because Google basically defines my life. It says self-sabotage happens when you're scared of success mm-hmm. because I Googled what is self-sabotage and I feel like that is very true for us in our journey right now. Absolutely. I was doing the math and I'm actually one week away from six months or diversary. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I can see it. I can see that this is like, you know, halfway to my one year mark. And we do, we talk a lot about how first year is the sweet spot. It's when we have the most opportunity with this sleeve. Um, and so, yeah, I can see myself like full blown spiral city. So yeah, it's a, it's a thing for sure. So mm-hmm. my, um, my self-sabotage, I think, comes and goes in waves, and it's really important for me to recognize it when it comes up and kind of the emotions and the feelings around it. Um, there's all sorts of tools, right? Like we can journal prompt when we start, you know, reaching for things that are not valuable or nutritious in any way. Um, and there are moments when I I know better and I to say to myself, like, okay, sit down, start writing about it. Why are you grabbing these things? What are you feeling? Like going through the snack gauntlet, which I feel like we haven't talked about the snack gauntlet before, which might mm-hmm. be good to mention. Um, but this was a concept that was introduced to me from my therapist. And she basically said, create a list of things um, that you'll kind of take yourself through like a gauntlet, so to speak, um, prior to reaching for a snack that's outside of mealtime. So you know, ask yourself certain questions or do certain things. And I was like, Oh, I really like that concept. I really like the idea. So I picked all of what my gauntlet's going to look like. And for me, it was asking myself the question, am I physically hungry? Yes or no. Um, what am I feeling? If I'm not hungry, what is it that I'm feeding? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had, <laughs> then I had uh, drink eight ounces of water. And if I still want a snack, do 10 jumping jacks in my kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my snack gauntlet. And I know that these are tools that I need. I know that this is stuff that I need to be implementing. And it's things that I have to utilize because it's such a great thing to say, hey, I have this, this snack gauntlet. You know, it's this incredible tool. But if you're not, if you're not using that, I mean, what does it matter if you've if you've created a gauntlet for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And there are literally moments when I do feel the sabotage spiral that I am like, no, I don't, fuck it. I don't care about a gauntlet. I don't care about anything. I don't want to know how I feel right now. I just want to do this behavior, right? So that was where I was at yesterday. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, As you know, I had some difficulty using the bathroom all week. (laughs) the scale has really sat around the same sort of weight um, for about six, seven weeks now. 
Um, and just as a reminder, I am almost at that six month mark. So I think it's pretty common, or at least I've heard it's pretty common that like at five months, most people kind of experience a little bit of a stall or whatever. But I mean, I feel like for six weeks, that's, that's a pretty <laughs> substantial amount of time, almost two weeks or two months, excuse me, at the same weight. Um, so it's been a little frustrating, but I also keep reminding myself, like people see me and they're like, you look really good. Like my niece said to me yesterday, she's so funny. She's I think 12. She's like, auntie Stacy, your, your shape's looking really good. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that's so sweet. Like, you know, so I know that there's an obvious change and I know that like, I feel better and I do feel lighter and all the things. And even the amount of activity I'm able to, um, you know, uh, experience, which I will get into, but, um, I know things are different. I know things are changing, but I still feel like the same, like fat brain. I feel like I still have the same brain that got me to where I was before surgery. So that's been tough, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, I guess kind of stick into the story. So yesterday I got up, I was able to use the bathroom. I felt really good after using the bathroom. Um, and I got on a scale and I saw 163, which was down basically two pounds from the beginning of the week. And when I saw 163, that's actually the lowest I've seen my weight since surgery. Um, and I got really happy about that number. And Mm. I also got very complacent because I saw that number, I guess. Um, so I did, I, t- I took the day off yesterday. I was very excited to dedicate my time, my energy, my efforts to my health yesterday. Um, I had set up a date with my cousin and her two kids, and we were going to go out for a hike over at Lake Mead, um, which we successfully did. Um, but I also took my dog out for a walk run in the morning. I did our couch to 5k, which I'm on week three, day two or day three, something like that. So I've made a lot of progress with that. I feel like I'm feeling stronger when I run and I think I'll be able to hit that turkey trot. No problem. The 5k, I think we'll be able to jam for that. Um, So there was just a lot of activity. And I think that I had spent the morning prepping snacks and things for the day, but then I also didn't spend a lot of time like sitting down and methodically and mindfully eating. Um, And so when I got, to the hike, I was hungry. I found myself like reaching for more snacks than I normally do did. And then I was like, Oh shit. Like I should have just had like a proper meal or something that was like a little more substantial than just like nuts and seeds. Hmm. (laughs) So, um, we wrapped up our hike and, um, we decided to pick up some sushi on our way home from the hike. So we ordered probably like five rolls or so split between, you know, the, the kids and my cousin and myself. Um, I had, I think seven pieces of sushi, which sounds like a lot. And Mm -hmm. I should have been like full, full. And I did feel full. I absolutely did in the moment. But then I got in the car and I was driving home and I had extra snacks from the day. And I just started mindlessly putting snacks in my mouth. So, and I felt very dehydrated. I, I do, I know I was drinking a lot of water throughout the day, but I felt thirsty and hungry at the same time. And I picked like to eat instead of actually (laughs) just drinking water. Mm. Um, so anywho, I got home and I just had this like tunnel vision for snacks. I was like, I just feel like I need to eat. And I just wanted to 
recover from all the exercise. And I felt like I could afford it because I had all the exercise. And I almost don't even remember how much I ate. Like I would say it was a hundred percent like binge mentality. I came home, I grabbed a couple pieces of candy. I tried to slow down and really enjoy it as I was eating the candy. I ate a Milky Way, like a small size Milky Way and a small size Snickers. Um, and then I thought to myself, it's okay. Like just grab something a little bit more valuable. It's okay. If you're still hungry, like you obviously did a lot today. So just like grab something that's going to make more sense for you to eat. I kept trying to call sushi dinner and I obviously needed another meal. Like I needed to just sit down and make something else. But this goes to a point, I'm kind of jumping all over the, the, the map here, but this, it, it reminded me of when I sit down and I eat in front of somebody that knows that I had surgery and is not aware of how much I eat now, mm-hmm. I feel really self-conscious about how much I can eat. So I think I'm always kind of like stacking myself against somebody that has a normal sized tummy. And I know that that's very bad, but like, mm-hmm. I felt like even though I had eight pieces of sushi, I probably could have had at least one or two more. <laughs> um, because again, I was hungry. I felt like I was actually really hungry in that moment. Um, and she had about the same amount as I did, you know, maybe like one or two pieces more, but Mm -hmm. I felt like I really needed to stop myself because, and it's not the case. This is not reality, but in my mind, eyes are on me. People are watching. What did this surgery do for Stacy's bottom line and how much she can reach and grab and eat and all that stuff. It's, it's definitely not, it's definitely not what my cousin was thinking. (laughs) My cousin probably could give a shit. But for me, I keep thinking, oh, she's watching me. She's paying attention to how much I'm eating. Like, that's my bullshit, Hmm. you know? And if I wanted another piece of sushi, I could have very easily grabbed another piece of sushi. But I felt like, oh, no, I shouldn't have it because I have this tiny tummy. I went through the surgery. She picked me up from the hospital. Like, she should, you know, in my head, she shouldn't be eating that much. She shouldn't be able to eat that much. Um, and I also was snacking through the day where she wasn't, she didn't have any snacks during Mm -hmm. our hike. So I was like, Oh, okay. So I feel like I'm just eating so much and it made me uncomfortable. So then when I get home, I'm like, well, now I'm alone. I can eat whatever the fuck I want. So that was kind of my mentality. It was make up for the sushi that you didn't eat in front of somebody else. Eat something that's going to feel good, you know, and I, like I said, I, I feel like I sort of blacked out all the snacks that I grabbed. It was very, um, I wasn't particular. I grabbed, I ate chips. I ate, um, you guys, so I feed my dog, um, like she's very allergic to all proteins. And so she has mm-hmm. a bunch of medication she has to take and she has to take her medicine inside of a marshmallow. <laughs> so I always have marshmallows in my house. And prior to surgery, I would eat marshmallows. I would like snack on marshmallows and I would like melt them with popcorn and I would like make little popcorn balls. And that would be like a binge mm-hmm. food for me. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I grabbed marshmallows and I was snacking on marshmallows, um, which is a weird thing to grab because I think most people are like, I could give a shit about marshmallows, but that's one of my binge foods. So mm-hmm. I had marshmallows, I had chips, I had the Halloween candy. I had a couple of, um, like dry cereal. I had a bagel with, um, once I realized I needed food, I had a bagel with locks on top. I went mm-hmm. bagel, cream cheese, locks, uh, salmon, smoked salmon. So I had one side of the bagel and then I waited a few hours and I had the other side of the bagel. 
And realistically, mm-hmm. I should have just, I should have just said, you know what, Stacy, love yourself, give yourself water because right now what you need is hydration. Mm-hmm. You are dehydrated. You just need to moisturize from the inside. <laughs> but I just wanted all the things because again, there was something triggering or strange about me eating sushi with somebody with a regular sized tummy and just feeling like I needed to restrict myself in that moment. It sounds like I'm not a dietitian, but just hearing all of the, your rundown, it's all foods that are super empty, but also super filling. Like if you think about like a marshmallow, like that expands, rice expands, Mm. cereal expands. So I'm wondering if you're like, it just sounds like it's all the the wrong foods to put in your tummy because you're mm-hmm. like, instead of like, I wonder if you had thrown in like some carrots or like something that I don't know, like it, it, I don't think there's, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's all of these like super empty foods, like, like slider I, food. kind yeah, of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's like, because you're not going to, you're not going to get that sense of fullness. Um, uh, like you would if you ate some protein or some vegetables because your body then has to break those down versus even a complex carb, you know, versus these like empty fluffy foods. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that, that might be like just what's going on. I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's an interesting coincidence. That's all. Oh, absolutely. And the, and the fact that I was able to keep reaching for it, the other thing was, mm-hmm. like I said, I was very thirsty and all of this. So I would wait like 10 minutes and then I would take a sip of water And then I almost feel like I was kind of like flushing my stomach as well. So I had this weird, like, I'm trying to hydrate. I'm trying not to eat anymore. I want, and I kept saying like, turn it off. You're done eating for the day. So then I would switch to water and I would just continue to drink, 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 drink. And then I was up late and then I got hungry again. And then I ate the other side of the bagel. And I was like, what are you doing, bitch? Like, just stop, like, just have the water, make the green tea, make the, you know what I mean? Like just Mm -hmm. do the, do the things your body actually needs. But I do think that it was a direct response of like just having what I had to your point. Absolutely. I think it was the, the quality of the food that I was choosing, but then also like the amount of activity, I felt like it was justified in a way. Mm-hmm. And then, so then today I wake up, I go to the bathroom, I jump on the scale and immediately I'm 164.2. So it's like, it's already fluctuated back up a pound. And again, this is like a direct correlation because my stomach felt bloated and full when I went to bed last night. Immediately yeah. when I when I feel full and bloated when I go to sleep, I already know that the scale is going to do something like not to where I wanted to go the next day. If I go to bed feeling light, comfortable, not full, just hydrated, whatever, I know the next morning I will feel better and the scale will move in the direction I want it to go. So it's like I, I already knew. Hmm. Now today I'm, you know, I, I'm aware of all these things, but I now need to figure out like, how do I apply the tools? How do I apply this knack gauntlet? How do I inspire myself in a bingy moment to actually reach for the things that I should be reaching for? And, and so that's kind of where I'm at today. I'm just like, you know what, Stacy, like you just need to find, find something to interrupt those patterns so drastically that you will do your snack gauntlet because I was fully aware of what I was doing last night. I just didn't give a shit. Hmm. And like I've said to you before, when I'm in those moments, my mind is already back to two 30. I've already gained all of this weight back. I'm plus mm-hmm. 60 pounds again. And it's, 
I'm already there because I can't get my shit together because I can't grow up and I can't treat myself with love and I can't give myself all the right things. And again, I'm home alone. So I'm like, there's nobody holding me or helping me stay accountable in those moments. Like my dogs are like, fuck yeah, eat. Hopefully someone (laughs) falls on the ground, you know? (laughs) Well, didn't you, I remember you having this conversation with your husband that you knew that the snacking was a problem and that you needed to not have them in the house. So I feel like it's almost like proving out that you having these things aren't good for you. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Mm -hmm. And because these are fleeting moments, I think that I kind of struggle with that because I'm like, why should he have to change the way he eats? Because I can't handle it because this is a totally perfect example of somebody that deals with like binge eating disorder versus someone who has no disordered eating, right? Mm -hmm. His thought process is, if something's in the house and you don't want to eat it, just don't fucking eat it. And I'm like, if something's in the house and I don't want to eat it, but it's still here, I will eat it. There is no don't do it. It cannot be in the house. So, but then I also have moments where I'm like, I could, I could care less. I can give my dog her medicine. Like that could go on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. Handling marshmallows, giving her, her treat or her medicine. And me not feeling not even one small pull towards those marshmallows, but then it just takes one minute or one moment where I'm like, Oh, I used to do that shit. Let me do it again. Mm. It's just weird. I feel like I'm Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde with this, with this binge eating disorder. You're an addict. That's all it Mm -hmm. is. And it's, Mm -hmm. we all have our, our addictions. And Mm so I, the first step is acknowledging there's a problem, right? Like mm-hmm. we're going to have to 12 step this bitch and be like, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't, I'm powerless. This is a problem. So, and then you can like work your way through of like how to, how to fix it. But being transparent and honest about it is going to be good for you. I think because now you're like, well, I've called myself out and I admitted this is a problem and I want to fix it. So now I need to hold myself accountable a bit, you know? Um, yeah, I think you can do it. Do you have any, any like goals for this week of how you can make steps in the right direction? I think for me, because I know nighttime is a huge trigger for me. I think one of the things I really want to focus on for the week is making sure that I have more than enough throughout the day and that I'm not trying to like reserve my calorie intake for evening. The other thing is I recently started tracking my food and yesterday I did not track anything. So, and it was hard because I was out and about and I was with people and you know what I mean? Like sitting down and tracking every little bit that I was putting into my mouth. It was a very difficult thing to, to accommodate um, with what I had going on. So I don't know if that is a good thing or a bad thing, but I think I'm going to continue to track. I just want to, you know, again, kind of see what that shakes out to look like for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that had any contribution to my triggers yesterday, like knowing that I've been tracking, tracking, tracking. And then all of a sudden one day I'm like, Oh, I'm not tracking today. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious about that. Um, <clears throat> but I think for this week, setting up a time where I switch off my digestion. So let's mm-hmm. call it 10 o'clock at night or whatever, nine 30 at night where I go, okay, my body's no longer in digestion mode. It's now in resting mode. I'm giving it a break. 
and making sure that before 9.30 or whatever time I call it, that I have an appropriate amount of high quality calories in for the day. Um, because yeah, I think that that's, I, I think it's important for our digestion to have a break. Yeah. <laughs> you should not be going to bed feeling full and bloated <laughs> like I did last night. Um, so that's kind of what I'm thinking, um, okay. is my sort of goal for the week. And I, I think that that really <laughs> will support some of my, um, you know, the, some of the movement on the scale as well. Yeah. I'm going to give you a challenge too, because it's something that I've done since surgery and I feel like it really, really does make a difference. Don't drink anything for 30 minutes after you eat. Yep. So I know it's weird. Like literally I set a timer the minute I'm chewing my last bite. I set a timer on my phone for 30 minutes. Okay. And I don't drink anything. I, some people don't drink 30 minutes before they eat. I can't do that. I, I don't listen to that rule. But let's see what happens if you don't drink anything and let your tummy sit there with that food. I want to see okay. if it, like, makes you feel fuller for longer. Okay. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I I do try, but I'm not rigid with that rule. So I will. I'll get back on, on track with that one as well. That's a good one for me. I love I love being bossy. So, <laughs> well, thank you. No, I appreciate it because I do need it. It's, it's I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, it's, it's true though. Like I, as much as I love the support, you know, from <clears throat> other women that are in the same shoes as me, it's like, I need something that's going to be like, um, no, let's, let's shake this up, interrupt those patterns. Like, you know, neurologically, we're dealing with something much bigger than we feel like we can handle on our own. So it's really helpful from an accountability perspective to like, have someone that's in those same shoes and like doing the same thing. And like, no, you're, you're just not following the rules, Stacey. And it's true. I'm not. It's just the basics. Like, like yep. there's a reason the basics are there. Exactly. Um, I want to say one, I'm going to like, I want to end this with one quick little thing I'm reading. And I'm going to post this article on our IBBC podcast because I really like it. Because I actually, side note, I love that full feeling and I missed it so badly for the first few months after surgery, like that I'm full. I want to unbutton my pants and sit back and like take a nap. That used to be part of my self-care before surgery was like eating a big fat burger and then crawling in bed and taking a food coma nap. Mm. I, you know, it's a really unhealthy thing, but there's something really comforting with it. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Wanting to go, going to bed hungry is a very weird feeling when you haven't done that for like 39 years of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, so this article, I'm going to post it, like I said, but I, there's this thing it says, well, there's 11 ways you engage in self-sabotaging behaviors. I'm not going to read all 11, but number one really resonates with me. And I think it might resonate with a lot of people going through this is you have a fear of success. Fear of success isn't really a thing. That's why we're putting it in quotation marks, which you can't see because I'm reading it to you, but I'll just read it as it says. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, when people talk about fear of success, they're really talking about fear of change. Your psychological barriers to change are deep rooted in your brain's operating system. We worry that success will turn us into different people. We worry that success will alienate our friends or family. Their security and flying under the radar, putting your head down and not being noticed. Success is more complex than failure. People like your employees or your clients come to depend on you. But the key is to not dwell on how that responsibility could go wrong, but how taking that step can empower you to do bigger and better things. 
obviously this is about business, but I think we can apply it too to like our personal lives with this weight loss journey. We, we can't be afraid of having that success and, and what that will mean if some changes in our lives. Absolutely. That's super profound. That hit. Yeah. <laughs> that, it hit, that hit hard. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll post the one. link. I'll yeah. post the link for this and then I'm going to screenshot like the 11 things and put it on our Instagram too. But let's not be fearful. And I'm someone who has anxiety and I'm afraid of everything. So fear is a big thing. I don't want to be, I don't want to have fear ruin my life anymore or control my life. I think it just, it's frustrating to me because I hear you and and this is not like, again, the kiss of death is comparison, but I hear you being so rigid with yourself and having all this success. And I'm like, why can't I fucking do that? Like it should be we have the same tool. Like I should be in the exact same shoes as where Crystal's at right now. And it just, it's frustrating. Mm. Cause I'm like, I would love to just have one tenth of your commitment to this and your like, you know, ability to just <laughs> like, just do it. You know, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't know. I mean, I know we all have the same struggle, <clears throat> but at the same time too, I feel like you've been really committed and really dedicated. And I'm like, I just wish that I, I had that that dedication but you also didn't start at 306 pounds Stacey like you 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 hadn't gotten so loose with it like I did like I feel like I blinked and all of a sudden I went from 190 pounds to 300 and whatever pounds you know so I feel like I had to be and maybe this is our comparison shit but like I had to be so psycho because I knew I had to save my life And I'm not, that sounds like I'm discounting what you're going through. And I don't mean it that way. I just mean like, I feel like I was so far gone. Like you were like someone dabbling with a few drinks and I was like the junkie on the streets, like sucking dick for money. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like not really, but comparatively, if we're going to be comparative, like, and, and that's my thing too. It's like, I wish I, I wish I could just like, yeah, I'm going to go eat some sushi. I haven't eaten rice since I had surgery. I haven't eaten corn because I, I know there's like these, like, like lists of things that we're supposed to avoid. Right. But my avoidance becomes like OCD level. So I have to like scale it back. So it's, it's yin and yang, you know, we're just Mm -hmm. on different sides of it, but it's at the core root of the issue. It's the same problem. We're self-sabotagers and some of us self-sabotage in huge ways and small ways, but it's all the same fucking shit. Mm -hmm. So we got to just work through it. And that's life, baby. Like we're never, if we are attain nirvana, then then life's done like that's not exciting so let's right. like we can go through this together and and grow and change and you know 10 years from now we'll look back and we'll be in our bikinis in Key West and we'll be laughing <laughs> yes <laughs> we'll be like remember when we were like we're so concerned like six months out and it was like no big deal like we'll be right. fine we're not going to regain because we're going to be camping each other and calling each other out and holding each other's hands on all this that's right. That's awesome. We well, got thank this. you. I appreciate you so much. And thanks I for love you. Yes, I love you too. It's it's all one day at a time, right? Just at least you're not eating that sugar free candy anymore and shitting your brains out from it. Oh yeah, no, that's done. <laughs> I I still actually have some in my kitchen and I'm like, nope. Ooh. Nope. Well, if you're not pooping, maybe have a couple of Swedish fish. <laughs> oh my god, no, I'm so scared. Totally. <laughs> Well, um, so this week we're going to focus on our vision boards still, and then we're going to, I'm going to put out the, um, 
if anyone's interested, we're going to do a VSG friendly dessert cooking night. I'm going to put that out there. I'll put it on our Instagram. You can follow us at itty bitty belly committee. Um, I'm don't stop be sleeving, which is annoying. So if you can't find me, let me know. Stacy, what's your Stacy? Uh, I'm Stacy sleeved. That's it. Stacy sleeved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stacy sleeved. If you're Stassi. in the know, if you're fancy, if you're fancy. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Anastasia. Yes. Thank you, Corny. Corystal. Corystal. Yeah. Corystal. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just you know not eat all the marshmallows and drink some more water have you tried protein water are you on that jam yet grosses me out like full-blown even the one i've tried like the one that i drink oh my gosh do you mix it with have you ever tried mixing it with diet gatorade no that's what i do so i get the protein water from amazon if it was called Mm -hmm. i'll post it and then i do half that with half of a diet gatorade like the fruit punch one mm-hmm. and then I do lots of ice and that really because okay. then you get the electrolytes still no sugar but I can't do like the like protein by itself it makes you want to gag okay like I yeah. cut them so okay maybe try that maybe that'll keep your tummy full too because I never, actually think I have hungry. both of those yeah okay. I think I have both of those in my garage right now so yeah d- definitely um I'll give those a try. I'll get them nice and like freezing cold and I'll just give it a whirl. Cause... One of these things will work. I promise. Yes. I know. I okay. want to not be hungry. Like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It is. Yeah. An, I, I, I'm not sad that I don't feel hunger, but we all have our challenges. Yeah. I don't feel horny either. So I guess it's a trade off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there again. I promise. Oh, how okay. things change. <laughs> I know. I'll get there again. It's all cyclical. Anyways, yes. um, this is our mini episode. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And we're here. Oh, and please, if you want to leave us a message about how you self-sabotage, on, you can on our website, I think, or on yeah. our podcast site on Anchor. I don't know. There's a click. There's a button you click. It says leave us a voicemail. Yeah. I'm not sure where it's at. <laughs> we love to get, love to get feedback. Yes. I'd love to hear that I'm not alone. <laughs> it says we have 26 listeners now oh, so we we've gone you. up thank you thank you for supporting us and caring Thanks. about our journeys we love you yes okay until next time i'm stassi <laughs> <laughs> and i'm Coristal. <laughs> and this is itty bitty belly committee podcast we will see you soon <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.